Hello, I'm Emily Hawthorne, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor, a RAIN company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analyses. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. You are listening to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. In today's episode, we're visiting the UK, where after years of stops and starts, the government managed to sign a Brexit deal almost literally at the last minute. How are things going? Well, in recent weeks, there have been renewed calls for independence in Scotland, and Northern Irish unionists want to challenge the Brexit deal in court. Adriana Bassoni is here to set this in perspective. He's senior European analyst. Welcome, Adriano. Hi, Emily. Nice talking with you again. Let's start with Scotland. What is the status of the secessionist movement there? Yeah, we need to start with a little bit of history. Um, Scotland held an independence referendum in 2014 when 55% voted to remain in the United Kingdom. Um, Scottish voters tend to be pro-European Union, And during that referendum, they were worried that independence from the UK would result in Scotland exiting the European Union. The irony is that two years after the Scotland independence referendum, the Brexit referendum happened and Scotland is um, out of the EU anyway. Um, The Scottish leadership and in particular the governing party, the Scottish National Party, feels that the political and economic situation has changed radically in the UK, which makes a second independence referendum necessary. There's going to be an election in Scotland in May, and the Scottish National Party is campaigning on the promise of another independence referendum. But of course, the UK government argues that the Scots already had their chance to vote on the issue in in 2014. London argues that when the original referendum was agreed, it was clear for all parties involved that the referendum would settle the issue for a generation. Um, A few weeks ago, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said Scotland may not have another independence referendum at least until the 2050s. Um, And there's a reason for this, right? London has just ended four and a half years of very turbulent negotiations with the European Union, is still in the middle of a deep recession caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, and wants to look at the future and wants to build a global Britain and wants to rebuild the country after COVID and Brexit, and, and does not want to enter another period of political and economic uncertainty because of uh, Scotland's independence. This situation, of course, leaves the Scottish government in a, in a dilemma. On the one hand, it has promised a new independence referendum, but on the other, it does not want to break the law. The Scottish National Party's official position is that it will not do anything illegal. To some extent, they are looking at what happened in Spain when Catalonia unilaterally declared independence from Spain in 2017, which resulted in the Spanish government taking direct control of the region. Some independence leaders were arrested. Others fled the country. 
there was a lot of uncertainty and economic problems so Scotland doesn't want to be in that situation but the problem is that if you do not want to break the law there's only so much you can do within the law um, the Scottish National Party will resort to political pressure they, they, they hope that if they win the election in May by a landslide they will be stronger to go to London and ask for another legally binding referendum. They are also planning to challenge the UK government before the courts. We know that um, because the UK doesn't have a written constitution, there are some grey areas on issues like independence referendums that the Scottish National Party may try to exploit. But of course, if you go to the courts and you lose that case, then you are in a dead end. Um, but the, to make a long story short, the Scottish National Party is running out of things it can do without breaking the law or creating too much political and economic uncertainty. I think there is a low chance of Scotland um, becoming independent, at least in the, in the short to medium term, but this is not an issue that will go away anytime soon either. Adriano, let's switch to Northern Ireland now. Why are unionist parties criticizing the EU-UK withdrawal agreement? Yeah, very early in the Brexit negotiations, the British government made the strategic decision of leaving the European Union's single market. That's the area where goods, people, services and capital move freely as well as the customs union, that is the, the common EU external tariff for, for goods entering the bloc. And London's goal with those decisions was to obtain as much independence and autonomy as possible to move away from EU rules and define its own rules. Uh, but of course, this created a problem. If the UK leaves the single market and the customs union, then what happens to the border between Northern Ireland, which is a part of the United Kingdom, and the Republic of Ireland in the south, which is an independent state, which is a member of the European Union. Um, as long as Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland were members of the European Union, there was no need for a border in the islands, uh, because they were both part of the same trading bloc and the same customs union and the same single market. But when the UK decided to exit both um, entities, the single market and the customs union, and uh, trade with the European Union under a free trade agreement, then of course some kind of control would be needed um, to make sure that goods crossing the, the, the border now north to south and, and the other way around comply with the provisions of that trade deal. But of course any quote-unquote hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, any customs control inside the island would go against the Good Friday Peace Agreement of 1998, which put an end to decades of sectarian violence in Ireland. Um, and because of this situation, the, the, the future and the status of Northern Ireland became the main obstacle uh, during the Brexit process. The, the EU and the UK spent four years talking about what to do with Northern Ireland. And in, in, in late 2019, they came with a very esoteric uh, solution. It's a very complex solution, um, which is the so-called Northern Ireland Protocol of the Withdrawal Agreements, according to which Northern Ireland would remain in the EU single market and customs controls would happen at ports, that is, 
uh, when crossing from the island of Great Britain to, the, to, to Northern Ireland and not on the land border. Um, basically, this moved, instead of having a border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, you had a border at the Irish Sea. But of course, this situation is, is very, very unusual and is making a lot of people unhappy. Um, to begin with, since these arrangements entered into force in, in January of 2021, uh, customs control at ports have resulted in more bureaucracy, some temporary disruptions in trade, particularly in food products. Um, this is making Northern Irish unionists very unhappy and they are critical of this agreement and they say that it should be abolished. But of course, there's a deeper reason for uh, unionists' complaints. They are worried that this agreement has given Northern Ireland a separate legal, legal status. It, 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 it acknowledges the fact that Northern Ireland is different from the rest of the United Kingdom. And if you are a pro-UK supporter, if you are a unionist, you, you don't like, you don't want that. You don't want Northern Ireland to, to be legally different from, from the rest of the UK. And on a longer time frame, you may even fear that this could be the prelude to reunification with the South. Uh, the UK government itself is worried that granting a, a separate legal status to Northern Ireland is fragmenting the UK's own internal market. You have a part of your own country, a part of your own territory under different customs um, rules. So we have seen the UK government challenging the Northern Ireland Protocol, saying that it's, it's incomplete, that it should be upgraded, that it should be up, updated, uh, and is pushing the European Union to change a document that they signed less than a year ago. Um, so we have this, this, this weird situation in which um, unionist parties in Northern Ireland are trying to abolish the Northern Ireland Protocol. They have threatened to take it to court. The UK government is uh, denouncing the problems of the protocol while also saying that it will not walk away from it. The European Union is, is, is worried that if they uh, make too many concessions on customs control, then Northern Ireland will become the back door through which products will enter the European Union illegally because you are not applying the controls that you're supposed to be applying um, under the terms of the free trade agreement. So it's an extremely complex situation. At this point, most of the, if not all of the resistance to the Northern Irish Protocol is political. There have been some graffiti, some acts of intimidation. Apparently, uh, customs workers in Northern Ireland have been threatened. But so far, there are no indications that, that there could be a return to the levels of violence that Ireland faced in, in the past. But of course, this is, this, is, this is a very complex situation in a very complex region. So while I do not see violence returning to Northern Ireland anytime soon, this is, this is, this is, this is something that is making the EU and the UK very worried. I do think there is room for an agreement, there is room for a compromise, they could waive some customs controls, but it's, it's, it's a very fragile situation that will continue to create problems, will continue to come back and create problems for the EU and the UK, and will threaten the whole Brexit infrastructure. And there seems to be a common thread here, one that many people predicted. Brexit's created a lot of problems for the UK. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the UK will soon realize that exiting the European Union was actually the easy part. 
and now it, it's dealing with all the internal problems that that decision has created. Um, for, for, for many in the UK, Brexit was a matter of self-determination, autonomy, the power to define your own rules and your own destiny. Of course, these are all valid concerns. Of course, Brexit did not create the Northern Irish question or the Scottish question, but, but to some extent it has made them more pressing than before. I think that to some extent these are natural problems that emerge uh, with radical changes in the status quo like Brexit and over time um, the movement of goods between Great Britain and Northern Ireland could become smoother as people learn to live with the new customs controls. The Scottish question of course is more complex because of the deep identity issues connected to it but there is also some room of appeasement if the British and the Scottish governments work together to grant additional policy powers and attributions to Scotland. But of course, uh, these are all very serious situations. I do not think that the UK will collapse in the immediate future. That's, that's an exaggeration. But it's clear to me that the country's territorial problems have become more visible because of Brexit. It will require substantial political ability and a big, very big dose of pragmatism from the UK government to address these challenges. So. To make a long story short and to, and to round things up, these are problems that will continue to come back to haunt the UK and, and, to, and, to, and to shape EU-UK relations in the future. Adriano Bassoni is Senior European Analyst for Stratfor, a rain company. Thank you, Adriano. Thank you so much, Emily. You can keep up with all the latest news around Brexit by signing up for our free newsletter. Visit worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thank you.